podcast, a six feet under retrospective. I am your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my six feet undertakers, Moira, and I'm Des. And today, hailing from all the way across the world, and in the midst middle of the night, early morning, uh, we have with us Simone. What do you say, Simone? Boobs. All right, that's good. That's good. Now, now uh, you're not uh, guesting on podcasts these days. You're actually uh, full time podcasting. The bug caught you, huh? Uh, I suppose so. Or just you had some extra time. You were on Skype, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Is there something that uh, we need to talk about? You want to open up a little bit here? <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, I'm being forced to podcast at gunpoint, and I can't really say anything about it. <laughs> Blink twice if that's right. He's trying to get you to say what your podcast is. <laughs> um, well, those damn frogs, they keep a tight leash on us. Um, <laughs> yeah, Observercast. It's a fringe introcast. And Yay, it's, introcast. It's so much fun. Awesome. And... Uh, Last last time I tried to get uh, your hosts' names right, but I, I think I only got you and Kelly Joe, and I think Ace <laughs> yeah. is it? A- A- Ace. It's Aisha. Aisha. Oh man, if she listens, I'm really sorry. <laughs> and who else? Uh, Rob. Rob, and you're definitely the uh, the old B, right? You're you're not you're not new to Fringe, right? <laughs> or are you? We, we discussed this before. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. She's the newbie because she didn't want us to spoil her on our podcast. Oh, right. Oh, yes, of course. Okay, well, we're going to stop talking about universes for this evening. <laughs> Actually, we haven't talked about universes in a while, so. Um, but uh, yeah. uh, we will follow the pattern by going on to the next segment <laughs> called the Darwin Awards, in which we honor the idiots in history that snuff themselves out before they reproduce. This one's called Oil Tank Trampoline, and it's from Colorado, 2007. Two things you never want to combine. (laughs) Yes. If you cut a rug on an oil tank, uh, be careful not to light a cigarette, else you may soon be climbing the proverbial stairway to heaven. After smoking marijuana and liquoring themselves up at a popular party spot in Route National Forest, a group of teens decided it would be fun to leap and cavort on an oil tank. The energetic gyrations of the dancers caused fumes to leak from the relief valve, and, quote-unquote, there were several ignition sources, according to the sheriff. People were smoking, and there was a bonfire nearby. One of these ignition sources sparked a quote-unquote flash dance, and the crude oil storage tank exploded, hurling two men 150 yards to their deaths. So, uh, Uh-oh. Yeah. I, I'm jumping on an oil tank right now smoking. I guess I should stop. <laughs> you climb down from there right now, Desiree. <laughs> okay. Don't okay. make me tell you twice. Okay. No, obviously the point of that story is don't smoke marijuana and drink liquor at the same time because stupidity occurs. <laughs> hmm. Um, so we kind of cheaped out on the promos last week. Uh, this week I'm going to make up for it and play the actual promos that were supposed to be played last week. And it's definitely good because our first promo is for the Observer Cast. Yay! 
most of what I'm about to show you has not been made public. So how about Fringe? What is that all about? It was really obvious this episode. What? Compared to the other episodes, it was obvious. Olivia Dunham, FBI. She's stupid. That's my theory. It's a good one. Strange things happening. Things like... There's a frog attack. I'm sorry, my hiding. Don't whip me again. Observer cast. They're really well informed. Yes. It's the only podcast that you can find in this particular brand of insanity. So much happened here. So much is about to. I've been trained for a lot. Hostage crises, chemical attacks. What I've been seeing recently, I'm scared. You can find us by searching for us on iTunes, or you can go to our website, observercast.blogspot.com. I just want to go back to the floor. I don't think you can. And we're back. Uh, so uh, that was the promo. So you don't need to say much more, Simone. It's it's all laid out right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't think there's a, a, a like a website address on the promo. Is there a place people can go to listen to ObserverCast? Um. Yeah, Blogspot. And um, we have a thing on Podbean as well, and I guess oh, cool. if you just type in ObserverCast, you'll get us, because I don't know how the internet works. Uh, <laughs> yes, another person that pronounces cast like cost. Uh, it's, it's rampant, and I need to stop it. Silly foreigner. <laughs> cast? Oh, yeah. no, I think cast. we should spread it even cost. further. <laughs> cast. All right. Oh, don't be so down, cost. Sorry. All right, next up is open casket viewing, and uh, we'll start off with Moira's synopsis of the episode. All right, season four, episode 10, The Black Forest. David takes issue with another customer's behavior at a sushi restaurant and reacts in an unexpectedly violent manner. George promises Ruth that he'll be on his best behavior for her. Rico finds out that the welcome mat isn't out for him. Claire and Billy develop something in the dark room. Hmm. Oh, hi. <sighs> and a road trip brings Brenda and Nate closer together. Written by Jill Soloway and Craig Wright and directed by Peter Kerr. If only this episode was as you know, good as the innuendo they put into the, uh, the, the dark room synopsis. All of it. Like the whole thing. It was just like it made it <laughs> exciting but i don't think it was as exciting as i thought it was (laughs) yeah this is i think what you call a filler episode and we're getting characters into certain places for the finale and moving them forward a little bit and nothing majorly eventful happens i don't think but we'll discuss it more as we go along (laughs) so uh our opening death we have this uh woman basically kicking the crap (laughs) out of her alcoholic husband who is uh Laying in a pool of his own vomit in the parking lot. This nice. was the most W-gas death we've had. <laughs> I, I, seriously, after the short little part, I was like, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, I would tend to agree. It didn't really get me emotionally involved at all. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, maybe if we saw him before he died or something, yeah, there maybe. was more interaction between the two of them. Hmm. Uh, in the next scene, we have uh, Nate not looking forward to going to this uh, memorial for Lisa. And, uh, yeah, he's about as tired as Dez is with dealing with Lisa's death. 
When are we? Okay, when are we going to go? Hasn't it been like a year since she's died? Something like that? I mean, seriously. I actually said that while watching the episode. I was like, <laughs> why are we interning your ashes? She died like 18 months ago. Let's be over it. Ridiculous. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, maybe it was the beginning of season four. And, yeah, I don't know. It was a long time ago, and we do it need was. to be done with it. It feels like a long time ago, doesn't it? Yes. I'm sort of surprised this hasn't already happened. I agree. Yeah. Well, I think this is another uh, uh, case of just moving a piece into place, you know, because mm-hmm. of the plot development at the end of the episode. Yes. Oh, God. But, Which we uh, will get to later, but honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it turns out that Nate and Maya are moving into Brenda's. What do you guys think okay. about that? Look, if it's been long enough that he has gone through his his depressed phase and, you know, acting like a little jerk phase, and now he's back to, you know, getting out there and being with somebody, and then moving in with somebody phase, it's been too long to do um, a ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> but we know why he's doing it. I mean, he's got to show a little bit of respect, you know? <laughs> do you remember a few episodes ago we were talking about the uh, – the five stages of uh, of grief. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where Nate was, he was stuck in anger. He's gotten all the way to acceptance. Can't we all I, just get to acceptance? I've, I'm already at acceptance. I've been there for a well, while. Yeah. <laughs> We've been at acceptance of Lisa's death since the time we thought she walked into the surf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. Um, so Brenda pretty much is encouraging Nate to go to Idaho to this uh, memorial. Um, we go to Bettina's and we get to meet Marcy, her her uh, daughter. She's just as wonderful as I thought she'd be. <laughs> such a great relationship. <laughs> yes. Okay, the doctor and me like the opening nine where she says, I've got colitis. And I thought, oh, poor Bettina. And then I realized it was just, just a word in Scrabble. <laughs> uh, I'm a big uh, PCU fan. I, I love the movie PCU, so um, I looked her up and was amazed that she was Moonbeam in PCU. This actress named Becky Thayer. I, I, don't, I don't know what PCU is, Robin. It's a movie. I don't. It's actually called that. PCU. Yep. Yeah, I oh. think I've seen. It. Is that the one where, um, like, they find out if your roommate dies, you get? No, that's Dead Man on Campus. Okay. Okay. PCU, uh, I think it actually stands for uh, a college or a university's uh, initials, but it's also um, kind of a wink that it also stands for politically correct university. And it's this okay. whole thing about a new kid in college and he's dealing with uh, all these people. And, and uh, Marcy, Becky Thayer, plays Moonbeam, who's like the, <laughs> the head of the uh, uh, women's movement, W-O-M-Y-N. <laughs> all sorts of hippie and all about the woman. And uh, it's been a long time since I saw it, but it's really funny. And Jeremy (laughs) Piven's uh, the star of it. He's awesome. It's like his best role ever. That sounds funny. (laughs) Um, Oh, and uh, John Favreau's in it. And you get the famous line, can you blow me where the Pampers is? You have to see it. All right. (laughs) So, uh, uh, yeah. So Marcy's uh, a bit pissed off about how Patina plays Scrabble. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh ruth all of a sudden breaks down because she's she's going home um 
which I was like, she's not home already? <laughs> yeah, I thought she had, was going to go straight home after yeah. they left Mexico. But, you know, if you're that upset about going home, maybe you need to make a change. And hmm. you now, like Dark Garbar. Like, kick him <laughs> to the curb, girlfriend. <laughs> Um, we go to Nate and, uh, oh no, we go to Russell and Anita rolling a keg into Jimmy's where it looks like Claire's been staying. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we see also the, another development, Anita and Russell have become more of a couple. So all this stuff happened between last episode and this episode, yet Ruth's still at Bettina's. That's what doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> hmm. But anyway, um... And we have uh, Claire very, very much interested in getting into uh, Anita's purse to get her pot. And, uh, yes. Yeah. Hmm. Claire was kind of a jerk this episode, I'm going to say. Yeah, she was. Although, she wasn't the only one. (laughs) Well, it's even interesting to me that she's already, uh, not shacking up with Jimmy, but, man, she found someone to grind the corn and she's... (laughs) I mean, would you want to get away from that? Yeah. So, so quickly. Think, think about it, Moira. a of ours, and she's going to let that go. I don't think so. <laughs> if you'd never had one before, and then you got one, you'd probably want to stay with that person because, you know, they're doing something right. <laughs> yeah, I just have them coming over to my place. <laughs> yeah. So it's more convenient for me. <laughs> Anita lives there. That's the problem. And you don't want no. him running around in his underwear with a video camera. It's a weird thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, Nate and Rico are doing an intake with uh, the wife and daughter of the guy that died. And Can uh, I just put her up now for mother of the year? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, wow. This- this um, episode, the the way they did the whole thing with the, the death of the week really made me not give a shit. I think um, they just showed you, I guess, not enough because there was very little of it. So when it was on, I just didn't care at all. Well, And oftentimes the death of the week relates in some way to our main characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. And it, I don't think this one did. It felt like they just threw it in because they had a little bit of time. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, you could kind of relate it to Ruth and George. It's like the wife having to put up with this awful behavior, and this is finally her moment of, uh, you know, and saying Rico she's had and enough. Vanessa. It's, well, it's <laughs> yeah, just a yeah. little bit extreme, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's just more the way she dealt with her kids that I yes. couldn't relate that to you know, our fishers or anybody else, but whatever. It's well, just, you know, one, I, it just wasn't a great death of the week. That's all. Some people deal with it one way. Some people scream at their kids. Yeah, <laughs> tell them not to cry. Yeah. And she's uh, feeling, looks like she's feeling a little bit, bit guilty, but it's really, she's worried that what people might think that yes. actually he, he died before she started kicking the crap out of him. Oh, that makes it so much better. <laughs> Talk about kicking yes. a guy when he's down, you know? Yeah, she didn't kick him to death. Don't, don't get her wrong. <laughs> that would be wrong. <laughs> um. All right. In the next scene, Keith and David are shopping for Terry's uh, wedding or ceremony. Who pays 200 and something dollars for a wedding gift for friends? Okay, I can understand if your child was getting married or somebody really important to you, but really for friends... Am I the only one, like, who, uh, am I just cheap or something? But I have never spent $200 on a wedding gift, ever. 
Yeah, I know. But I mean, I wrote down in my notes, Keith is cheap. <laughs> Because no, because okay. he immediately went to the twenty dollar item, I'd find yeah, a nice halfway point at least. Okay, twenty dollars is my price range. Of course, I would not buy a garlic press for twenty dollars. I would try to get the maximum gift for twenty dollars that I could. Mm. I guess I'm a little cheap too, but I'm also a poor single mother, so yeah, you know, yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, that just just drove me. I was like, what? I was on Keith's side totally. <laughs> hey, Keith's got all that Celeste money, and yeah. you know. I'm sure that people are dying to get into Fisher and Diaz, so they're rolling it. I'm sure. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> David is a bit, uh, bit, bit jealous of this whole Terry getting a wedding sort of thing going on, and he really wants a ceremony too. And Keith thinks he's moving too fast, and he adds that Nate moved a bit too fast uh, moving into Brenda's. They've been together for four seasons now, mostly on, a little bit off, but mostly on. That's not too fast. Come on, Keith, stop being a pussy. <laughs> hey, I, I thought it was nice they were in each other's will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I seriously I did. That. That's that's also, pretty we big learned, commitment right there. We learned that in California at the time this was being filmed, apparently gay people can get married. I don't know if they can right now. I know it goes back and forth. I don't know if it was legally... If it yeah. meant anything legally, though, like in terms of your rights as a spouse, it was more symbolic, perhaps. Yeah, I think everybody has a right to have a ceremony of some sort. Right. And yeah. I, what what David it's wanted the legal was just documents a, that come into question. Yeah, I think what David wants is what Terry's having, which is basically like uh, you know promising them each other to them each other or whatever. Well, in, in front, front of, of everybody. Such a yeah. Well, uh, yeah, he's he's a big time girl. I mean, I don't understand. He wants babies and a wedding. Oh. I mean, yeah, I just don't get the point of. I mean, doing a actual wedding ceremony unless you want to have all the legal stuff. To me, you know, I mean, I guess other people think you know, just you can commit to each other without having to do a ceremony. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, but you know, it's a big romantic thing. I'm not yeah, a girl I think that's, that's it. It's romantic. Well, maybe if it's like if they can't have the papers, they just at least want to have the party. <laughs> yeah. That could be I right. can, okay, I can get behind the party. <laughs> um, in the next scene, George is having a bit of trouble on outdated technology, as we all would, I'm sure. <laughs> I think he's running like Windows 98 there. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. I felt so bad for him. But, um,. Then uh, Ruth shows up and George starts tearing up. Aww. Asshole. Uh, did, oh, I was saying, did you see the computer screen? It actually said action cancelled. And I was like, oh, are they making a comment about how Ruth is coming back? Like he's cancelled the action of running away? Hmm. That's a way to look <laughs> at it, I suppose. My brain, but I've been drinking and haven't had very much sleep, so who knows what's going on? <laughs> way too deep for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying the computer's talking to him? Oh, let's not make him worse. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, Vanessa's trying out some white strips, and <laughs> oh, yeah, I was wondering why, but I get it. I get it. Yeah. Later. Rico calls. He's trying to set some time up with his boys, and uh, Vanessa and then tells I him. Thought... Then I thought, oh, she's putting herself up for him. Not mm. necessarily, you know, to get him back, but maybe to say, you know, this is what you're missing. Yeah. 
but mm-hmm. apparently maybe not even that. <laughs> maybe a little bit of that, but maybe not. Well, Rico definitely had that idea that, you know, he's finally allowed back in the house. So that must mean that Vanessa wants to, you know, try put, getting into something here, you know? Yeah, what an idiot. <laughs> um, We're back with George and Ruth and George tells Ruth that he loves her and he wants to stay with her. And Ruth says that she has conditions um, one is, uh, that he needs to behave like a husband and, and share himself and she's not to feel like an idiot when, uh, or, you know, denied when she asks him questions. Um, she also wants, uh, more family around. She wants to have Kyle and Becky over and she wants to meet George's, uh, um, uh, uh children, Brian and Maggie. And, uh, that and... does not seem like a lot to ask really, you know? Right. right. Such a jerk. And of course, so it's oh, funny because she did. Um, I was saying last episode, I didn't really want to see her come crawling back, but she, she kind of did. But at least she came back with some demand. Except, I don't have any confidence that George is capable of meeting them. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I, especially the sharing himself. It's been a lifelong habit of his to, you know, to hide to hide himself from whomever. So we'll see. But I, I don't have any great faith in it. I thought she should have just left him, but, um, you know, she's Ruth. And, well, uh, people, and, you know, I think people do, do try, right? They, yeah. they need to know that they've tried their best and they've figured out what they want and they'd have the discussion. So I can't fault her for doing that. I think that's a mature thing to do, but, um, I, I just don't really believe George can change. So, well, he does promise to try. Yeah. Sure. And we noticed that, you know, George breaks down into sobs, and immediately Ruth is over him mothering him. Yeah, <laughs> which typical I Ruth. Thought, oh, and then she's there, you poor thing. Yes, I yeah. thought, oh, Ruth, you know, you've had a hell of a time for weeks before that, and he wasn't even remotely interested in your pain. So just, ugh. <laughs> Man. She falls right back into it. In the next scene, Nate is talking with Hoyt on the phone, who really seems pretty dumb. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, and Nate, after he gets off the phone, he asks Brenda to uh, come out to Idaho with him. And Brenda's a little bit unsure, but then she says she just needs to reschedule things with her uh, client, Byron. <sighs> wow. <laughs> now one of you guys is on a ledge of a bridge. Ah! <laughs> Jump! <laughs> Somebody have a jet fly over their house? Yes. I did. I I live under the flight plan, remember? I didn't think it was that loud. I never heard it that loud. It was really funny. No, that was funny. That was perfectly timed. (laughs) For a minute there, I forgot who the heck Byron was. Because when she just said Byron and she didn't say my client Byron, at first I honestly didn't know who it was. (laughs) I didn't until later. I'm like, oh, right, Byron, right, ledge guy. Pretty I only knew because Robin is so good at like telling us the character's name because um, he was talking about last week telling us that his name was B- Byron. <laughs> if he hadn't have done that, I would have had no idea who Byron was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Des listens and Moira doesn't. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I'm the good one. <laughs> You're the good one. It's true. I'm the I'm the little the little hellion vixen. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the next scene, Claire is getting down to some nerd. Uh, she wants to move. Uh, 
Oh, wait. Uh, okay. Uh, so she's a uh, high as a kite. <laughs> she, she's a goofy dancer. Um, now, this is the scene when I was saying Claire was a jerk. Yeah. But Edie's a bitch. Really? Yes. Yes. Explain. Okay. We've discussed this so many times. Edie knew that Claire was straight, and she's so pissed off. Seriously, what did you think was going to happen that she was going to just turn gay and everybody's going to live happily ever after? Then maybe it would happen like that. But you also have to realize that this is a straight girl and that you may not be able to, you know, pull her over to your side. You can't be a total bitch about it, you know? You knew the risk coming into it. And if you didn't think about the risk, then you're a moron. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's how I feel about it. Stop being such a bitch about it, Edie. And even though Claire was being a real jerk to her at this episode, like going up to her and trying to kiss her and everything, but still, she was standing. But even before that happened, she's standing over the wall, giving Claire the evil eye. Yeah. And I'm like, Give me a break. See, I was with Edie until Claire made a pass at her. I was like, I was like, oh, she's still hurt. Uh, or, or no, excuse me, I was with. Oh, Claire? Claire, Claire, I guess. Yeah, the other yeah, way around. Yeah. I was like, that didn't make any sense at all. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, why is she glaring over there? Why, you know, just go yes. socialize with somebody. Why are you just sitting over there glaring? Right. Yeah, I was exactly the same. And then Claire walked over there and, you know, was being a real un- <laughs> inconsiderate jerk, not yeah. thinking about Edie's feelings at all. And then I'm like, okay, now's the time you can be mad. But before that, with the whole her going over there and Anita saying she doesn't want to talk to you and then her just glaring at Claire the whole time, to me that is just ridiculous because she knew what she was getting into. Yeah. Well, this whole episode is interesting watching. I mean, clearly they're highlighting Claire's drug use and how it's becoming an issue. And, um, and you know, somebody, I don't remember, one of our other viewers said, might have been Kim, said, uh, you know, she just finds Claire really selfish and annoying. And in this whole episode, I agree. Like, she's just self-interested and, and, you know, interested in getting high. And I don't even know what her issue is, but she's just whiny. I feel like the, the getting high thing was just... It's never been much more than casual and social until this episode. Until this and, episode, yes. And it felt just weird to me. Like I'm like, okay, all of a sudden she's just she just wants to get high all the time. Yeah, That's new. It is know? new. It's it made weird. it. This is where they introduce it as being a problem. I mean, clearly now it's getting to be a problem. I and guess it's, it's just an ugly side of Claire. But she was, yeah, she was a jerk to. Uh, it's very insensitive for her to have gone up to Edie and tried to make yes. a pass out. Like, what an ass. Mm. You know, yes. you've hurt the girl's feelings. Bitchy or not, you hurt her feelings. And you're normally the person that's supposed to be relatively humanistic and kind toward others. So this, you know, I think I said it before, this new Claire, you know, <laughs> yes. she's an ass. I know. I like new Claire it. seemed to go away for a while. And, yeah, and she now did she's, seem to. now she's back. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. was a real jerk. Whoop de doo. I just wonder what the hell was the trigger? I can understand. Okay, she's high all the time now, so she's not thinking about other people. You know, even the last episode when she was talking with Billy about relationships, yeah. that struck me as so false. Like she was trying to sound so worldly wise and mature, and none yeah. of it rang true to me. I thought, Claire, you're trying to act like you're 35, and you're <laughs> so not. And, That's- 
I think Billy brings that out in her. Like, she tries to be so much more mature when she's yeah. around him. Yeah. Yeah. But I was also wondering what the trigger was, like, for the increased drug use or yeah, whatever. Me I mean, I didn't, I didn't see any Tragedy. reason. Right. I mean, she's the yeah. one who, it's not like, you know, Edie is the one who hurt her feelings. You know? Exactly. She, I'm so, going to say something you know, right now that I think might be controversial, but I'm going to say women probably shouldn't have orgasms. This, ah. this, this is the only thing I can think of that has caused this. That's changed. She had an orgasm and now it's like, she wants to keep that high, you know, okay. Robin, Robin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, next you're going to be telling us wow. that you're a fa- in favor of female circumcision. So we're just going to stop. This conversation <laughs> right you here. have to- it's like, okay. Well, it's you like, can find that on the Angel podcast, actually. We talk quite a bit about female circumstances. Yes. <laughs> it's like criminals who blame their upbringing for mass murdering, right? Well, guess what? Other people had a shitty upbringing, too, and didn't turn into a serial killer. Other women have had orgasms and didn't go to drug use. So you can't blame that, Robin. Have you, have you ever seen I know. The- it was the trauma of looking at another pussy. Apparently, that's what did it to her. <laughs> <laughs> wow god <laughs> i don't know have you ever seen the movie reefer madness i'm thinking maybe this could be like the, the propaganda film for orgasms against orgasms like the military does not support orgasms orgasm madness <laughs> oh, when did ruth disappear because she's close to her sort of maybe she's feeling a little bit on her own guys. i don't know yeah nobody can yeah. in Mom, I had the best thing the other day. <laughs> it's called grinding the corn. You should ask George about it. But she's been closer <laughs> to David lately, so it's not like she's all isolated and alone. Yeah. You know, I, I see no reason for her to increase her drug use. I mean, she's obviously unhappy in some way, but um, I'm not seeing it. Well, maybe we'll get more into it as the season goes on. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Right now, at this point, I can't see what the hell. I mean, last the end of the last episode, she was happy. <laughs> you know, she was a little yeah. bummed about Edie, but it's not like a I'm going to go be completely self-destructive and insensitive for no Do reason. You guys remember unhappy. ages ago when Bernard was still alive? He tried to tell Ruth that Claire was depressed. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I never really bought it. I still don't really buy it. I but don't either. Anyway. I think she's maybe she's just, um, uh, you know, young adult who's just not figured out where she wants to be and, you know, who she is yet. At the Black Forest Inn, uh, Maya is watching some TV. Um, I won't talk to you about how adorable she looks because we're pressed for time. Um, Nate has been. Sorry? Okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Nate, <laughs> Nate has been invited to a barbecue at Lisa's parents, and the phone rings, and Brenda goes to answer, but Nate stops her. <laughs> but uh, actually, it turns out such the... a great guy, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's you like all right, well, Bren. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's kind of tricky in that situation. Oh, I think. man up, Nate. Just whatever. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's Sorry not about tricky. that. That's my girlfriend. It's been a year. Come on. Has it exactly. been a year? It's been clo- It's been near a year. Mm. I don't know if he's trying to make himself be- feel better with all this crap, but he didn't love the dead chick. He can be over it. Yeah. He yeah. shouldn't have been on it to begin with. He didn't like her. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, it's hard to be honest with Stop like her, her family like right she's now. She's the mis- mistress. It's wrong. Yeah. Seriously. Well, it turns out the phone is for Brenda, and something's going on with Byron. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, and uh, we're at Terry and Paul's wedding, and uh, Terry is getting pretty upset at Paul crying. <laughs> and son of a bitch, this is the only bit of Terry we get this episode. It's so memorable, though. It's so funny. But, man, I wanted more Terry. I was like, Terry's back! <laughs> All right, so... Uh, Claire is uh, home, hitting the ganj again, and Russell scares the crap out of her. Uh, apparently him and Anita spent the night, did some special K, and he's still recovering. And honestly, he doesn't remember what happened. Uh, at the uh, barbecue, uh, Lisa's mom wonders how Nate's doing, and it seems that she really has not gotten it together yet. And who could blame her? The child died. That's the worst. Hmm. Um, then we get to Brenda on the phone and, uh, Byron is apparently on a bridge and he's watching the people in the cars and he's really upset that she blew him off, but actually he's not on the bridge. He's got the AC going. (laughs) What a dick. I was annoyed to see him again. I really thought it would be like, you know, just a bit from the last time and I, it just, the whole thing annoyed me. (laughs) Uh, honestly, I... When when they showed shots of him, I was I was kind of, I was thinking to myself like, man, they got some bad CGI behind him. That does not look like a real bridge or anything like that. And uh, and then again, okay, so sure, it's actually the background, like looking out the window or whatever of his place. But the way I'm I'm sorry, Mister Sound Designer of Six Feet Under, air conditioners do not sound like cars. <laughs> <laughs> they just sound like a whirring. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could honestly hear cars racing by to really make us buy this whole thing. So, whatever. Maybe they had a fuzzy connection. <laughs> yeah. And maybe Brenda heard what she wanted to hear. Jeez. I mean, I, 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 could, I could buy it if he was, like, standing out in front of his house smoking a cigarette while he's podcasting. But no. Um, <laughs> these were, this is just an air conditioner. Hmm. <laughs> Nothing what are you to say there. Okay. <laughs> Manipulative piece of work. <laughs> yes, and then she promises not to see him again if uh, he does that. Does it again? All right. So um, the ghost of Michaela asks <laughs> uh, Nate if uh, she he gave uh, David the book uh, stiff that she gave him, and he says he hasn't. He knows exactly where it is. What a jerk. And, uh, yeah. I figured out what she is. She's not a ghost. She's not? She's not a ghost. Her t-shirt said Salem on it. She is a witch. <gasps> she, no, she's a witch ghost. Yeah, I was like, can we can we meet halfway and say, go, I think we'd be ghost witch. I don't I think, think anybody. She's the ghost of a witch. Nobody <laughs> interacted with her again this episode except Nate, right? That's right. And she... they, uh, they're constantly supporting my theory. She comes out of nowhere in this game. They're all playing outside. And and before Barb comes up to Nate, she runs off. So she doesn't even re, um, talk to her own mother at all or anything like that. <laughs> but I will point out, when, when they're saying goodbye in the um, in the cemetery place, mm-hmm. I forget what, the, mausoleum, yeah. mausoleum, she's actually holding on to her mother's hand. Yeah, but does her but mother feel it? I would like to 
also point out in that same in that same sequence of things, the mother does not acknowledge that she's there or holding her hand. <laughs> so I'm not really sure what to make of it. And they also didn't acknowledge her when she was at the table eating lunch with them. I know. Yeah. <laughs> She's a ghost. She's a I ghost. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man. It's so funny. I'm just like, I'm watching the episode. I'm like, man, they really are enforcing my theory, and I love it. <laughs> uh, is, now, is there ever an episode where she interacts with someone other than the Fishers? Uh, that would be a spoiler. <laughs> I guess I'll just have to keep And watching. do you mean by interacting by, uh, or would, would a better word be haunt? <laughs> having a live person conversation with Uh-oh. another person i i'm pretty sure she's not going to i well you know we in this episode we see that nate and maya actually uh, uh see her and interact well, with her babies always see yeah. them yes in the exactly i'm just saying it might have been yeah. a little weird to uh uh hoyt and barb that uh nate had maya lean over and kiss nothing kiss the air <laughs> The air in front of her was like, what? Okay, well, yeah, they, whatever. They just said, okay, this is what she does instead of blowing kisses. <laughs> Baby. I'm sorry, I'm going to be the scully of this podcast and say that she's not a ghost. She's a real person. You are no fun, Moira. <laughs> <laughs> but she's still a witch. Smulders, someone has to be the scully, okay? It won't be She's, me. she's a ghost witch. <laughs> Truth is out there. <laughs> so uh, Rico's playing with his boys, uh, and uh, Vanessa comes Wait, wait, out. stop right oh, there. Oh. And did you see what they were playing? They were playing Connect Four. Connect yes. Four. And didn't that take you right back to Lost? <gasps> it took me right back to Lost. No. <laughs> oh, took you right back Only, to Lost. I mean, yeah. It did not, but now that you mention it. <laughs> Are you it saying, only- Moira, that Michaela is Dave? <laughs> well, it oh, makes me think scene. of that commercial back in the day where he's she's like I won he's like where she's like here diagonally <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vanessa comes out and she is looking fine mm-hmm. hello she does look good with her hair blown out mm. and can I just say that at that moment I was suspicious about whether or not she was doing it for Rico Mm. I, I, I was. Yeah. I I thought it was all like to him to say this is what you're you know this is what yeah you this lost. is what you're missing Look how good it is yeah I had no, no but I, I was worried it was more than that I was worried it was more uh you know maybe she's feeling stressed on her own and maybe she's rethinking it like I I wasn't sure which way it was going well mm. yeah I I thought it was going one of those two ways but I had no idea that it was going to be somebody else me either. Which was kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the doorbell rings and in walks that guy from CSI Miami. That's what I wrote. CSI. <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> uh, Jesse Roswell, but that's just me. <laughs> so uh, it looks like Rico is being put out to pasture. Hashtag takes off. His He's sunglasses. like what a foot taller than Rico. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robin! Does anybody want to do a sunglasses sunglasses taking offline? This is the perfect opportunity to do it. <laughs> I can't uh, ever think of any. <laughs> it looks like Kenny is going to connect four next. <laughs> 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 yeah! <laughs> uh.
All right, so uh, Vanessa patiently waits for Rico to leave, and he does so slowly. (laughs) (laughs) And Kenny is all apologetic, but uh, Vanessa's like, it's okay. He's a jerk! No, she doesn't say that. Um, So in the next scene, it's the uh, reception, and uh, David's uh, talking to a woman with a baby, and it turns out that the baby is adopted. And she does say uh, that her, the place she got it from, the baby from, uh, is not very gay friendly. And she suggests Rainbow Kids. To... Wow, that is the worst name ever. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit, I don't know. As completely <sighs> homophobic as it sounds, it's a little bit happier than Guatemala Kid. I mean, yeah. that's like. Third world poverty. Mm. I mean, and I'm not being mean, but holy crap, I'm getting my kid from Rainbow Kids. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds funny. To me. It sounds like a candy store. <laughs> At least it's not called Gabies or something like that. Yes, yes. Babies. Babies for gays. Babies for gays. Do, do we really have to add another baby to this show? We have too many as it is. Are you thinking there's another hey, baby hey, coming hey. in the mix? Oh my god, obviously, obviously David wants a baby. Right out of the closet. So, you know, <laughs> he's probably going to get it. I kind of hope not. I At least not until the end of the show. Yeah. Where we don't hmm. deal with it too much, you know? Because we don't, we don't need more diaper drama. I know, yeah. Maya is causing so much drama in this show. Yeah. <laughs> she's so in the way. Well, no, really, Robin, it's, she's yeah. so cute. You don't want anyone to, you know, take away and... <laughs> You know you're right, Moira. Yeah, yeah. I have to move on, guys. Sorry, well time. <laughs> no, <laughs> Keith and David babies. Kid was a lot cuter. I agree. If a new baby comes along and steals my screen time, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm gonna be pretty pissed. <laughs> All right. I just hope it's a cute one. Unless this baby's cute the too. Black Forest Inn. <laughs> yes. Nate is. Uh, uh, trying to talk Brenda into talking about her patient. Um, and then he jokes about uh, him being a hot guy on the side. Uh, a little too far, Nate. <laughs> we went with that one. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Uh, I thought they might get caught, actually. You know what I mean? I thought someone might walk, some walk of the family in. might stop by early and yeah. find Brenda there. But. And Brenda says, you know, tries to be a bit romantic. You know, hey, this is the first time we've actually been together. We're not one person's messed up about one thing or the other. Someone's not stoned or whatever. And, uh, yeah, Nate's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Give me the boobies. Uh, (laughs) It's it's time for the sex. I only have a certain amount of time. Talk, talk, talk. Let's get going. Yeah, he's already, like, Pounding her, yeah. Now they're laying on top of each other. I'm like, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm seriously trying to have a serious conversation with you, and uh, you are inside me already. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, that good. <laughs> it, that's my boy. Uh, all right, so Claire and Russell are looking at Claire's self-portraits, and uh, she rips off a. Uh, a nose off an ugly portrait of her and Russell kisses it. And then they get into oh. a f- cute photo fight and Russell gets and this, in... This was when I thought for sure they are going to hook up. That's what and I get, thought as well! I was like, oh, and, am I going like, to... And get caught by Anita. 
This episode well, Claire pisses everyone I off. I didn't get away with it. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, and like in the next scene, like she's become like best friends with Brenda and is telling Billy all about it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no. Um, so uh, yeah, it looks like Russell got gets a little bit inspired and puts um, the cutouts of her eyes on her own eyes, and Claire oh tells him to grab the pictures and uh, grab the camera and start p- taking pictures. That was so creepy. Mm. It looked so creepy. <laughs> um, yeah. So did I can't talk dinner, dinner, fish or dinner. Most, I don't know, not a high ranking one in all the dinners we've had. But then again, uh, Ruth is the only fisher here. So, um, yeah. I don't know if it counts or not. <laughs> it's a dinner with, uh, Kyle and Becky. It looks like they've been, They've hooked up. They're a couple now. And George and Kyle are getting in this discussion about uh, nuclear war. And It's nuclear, not nuclear. I hate when people mispronounce it. And George kept mispronouncing it. He was yeah. like, nuclear. I'm like, no. I, I'm... I just say it how I say it. I probably learned it from Superman 4, so... Uh... So wait, how do you say it does? It's nuclear. Yeah, it is nuclear. Right, but George kept saying nuclear. Oh. Like, like George nuclear. Bush says. Nuclear. Like there's an yeah. extra U before the nuclear. C. Nuclear. Yes. It's... Listen, if I slip up, the hell with you. <laughs> I say it however I say it. I'm <laughs> well, not going to. If I start it? thinking about how I say things, I'm just going to stop podcasting altogether. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention to how you said it, but when you did say it, I just like remembered how George was mispronouncing it. Did, did I say it? it? Uh, nuclear. I don't, I don't even know. I don't know. Nuclear. Well, George is a—he's—he's he's like a professor, right? He should know how to say the word. Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I'll fault him there. Everything else, I don't fault him. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Kyle says that uh, all the religions in the world are going to actually end up joining forces to end it all, just like uh, their scriptures uh, uh, foretell, and. Really cute that they were bonding, but really over conspiracy theories and stuff like that. That's what you choose to bond over. Hey, you got to pick something. Yes. I'm Uh, not surprised. They look like the type of people that would have bomb shelters under their houses. But see, he's a a college professor. He should be, uh, you know, a little more... hmm, I want to say educated, but you know what I mean. Like, not so uh, conspiracy theorist. Hmm. Well, George well, thinks I mean, he's... He, he brings up... Oh. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, he, 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 said, he does say something about them being theories, but he seems to deal in theories. So well, maybe that's just... Why? They're way too into them to be, you know, to not believe them. They clearly <laughs> believe this stuff, you know, and it just seems very um, conspiracy theorist. But the water is running out. There was a thing about it on the news earlier yeah. this year. Water is running out. And apparently zombies are next. They're coming. Oh, they are. They're uh, already here. <laughs> Have you seen the news stories? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So George uh, and Kyle keep the conversation going and they're bonding and Ruth and Becky let their men go to their second girlfriend, the internet. Um, so uh, 
David and Keith come home and they're looking for food and they find a Chinese baby in the cupboard. <laughs> that was surreal. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that one coming. Oh, shit. I just imagined Dead Star on the remote at her television like, oh, fuck this show. But that, that baby was so cute. Oh, okay. It really was. <laughs> Not like Maya at all. Oh, stop. Uh, okay. Anyway, Little moving along. <laughs> so, uh, the Chinese baby wasn't real. Um, yeah. It, so, it was Chris Chris instead. It was Chris Chris. <laughs> of, of course it wasn't real. I mean, seriously, someone's not going to leave a baby in their pantry. You know, if you're going to abandon a baby. George did it there. last episode. <laughs> Poor Maya. Oh. Um, so in the next scene, George is up really, really late. He's been on the internet all night and it looks like he's watching the world end from his computer. See, the... this is a problem. You don't give old people technology. <laughs> <laughs> and he's watching like a like a flash animation of the water supply running away. <laughs> um, he said, Ruth comes over and tries to get him to come back to come back to bed. She says she calls the whole thing pessimistic. She wants them to be happy. He wants them to live, you know, life. And uh, George protests. He's like, he doesn't think he's obsessing. He um, he just wants to be prepared. And, but Ruth gets him to come to bed. Skylar was in here like during this the rest of this episode, you know, and she was like, Oh, she's really uh she's really um optimistic, isn't she? <laughs> I was like, Yeah, she's Ruth. <laughs> well somebody in that house needs to be. Seriously. Um at the at least the ceremony, um, our parents who aren't in heaven. What? Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, I know. What is some Wait, is that what they said? Yeah. Yes. yes. I mean, look at her crunchy oh, wow. granola-ish came oh. from somewhere. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, so, uh... I think I just instinctively said father when they said it. No. That's weird. No. Our parents... I, mean, I, I instinctively said father, because, really, I'm not saying parents. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Yes, in the next scene, we have that horrible mother getting upset at her daughters for crying. David tries to intervene, but she's he's pretty much told to shut up. And, the, see, this is another thing. The scene went nowhere. Right. You know? I mean, it, it was so unimportant to the plot. Well, I guess... It, it, I mean, I guess that kind of comes into play later, but it's still, it really didn't matter. It really didn't matter at all. It was kind of jarring. Uh, we had... David and Keith's storyline, if you follow it along, they're shopping for a wedding, they're at a wedding, they're now coming home and they're hungry, and then he's at work, and now they're, and the next thing we see, where they're they're out at lunch. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. So. Plus, the, you know. Mm. Busy day. <laughs> he should have, he should have minded his own business probably anyway. Um, at, back at the ceremony, uh, Nate and Maya uh, leave and they say their goodbyes. And uh, Ghost Michaela casts a curse on them. No, no, nothing like that. <laughs> um, so... I swear Bob looks at Nate like he's lost his fucking mind. <laughs> I swear. It's not the first time sense. she's done that. I also swear that they were, she was holding that girl's hand. I don't know what is going on, but they better reveal well, what that little girl At the like. end, the uh, whatever he's called, I guess the mortician or the yeah. undertaker, they certainly make a point of showing him staring off at Nate, but I had no clue at that point why. 
Yeah. I, I thought maybe it was the ghost child. <laughs> <laughs> We're haunted. I feel a presence. <laughs> um, yeah, get the Ouija board. <laughs> Rico pops by his old homestead to tell Vanessa that Kenny's going to confuse his kids. And Vanessa no, wants please. his keys and says he can't tell her shit. Agreed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um... We're at a restaurant. Uh, Brenda and Nate and Maya are pretty much getting a last meal before they go head to the airport. And uh, Barb comes in and meets Brenda. Busted. <laughs> Very awkward. Apparently Lisa told her everything. Yeah, that was oh, a loaded word. I mean, that, it was her sister, so. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we see Barb is pretty pissed. And Maya wants nothing to do with her. <laughs> <laughs> but she likes Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> you know, yeah, that was hilarious. She's been around Brenda a lot more than she's been around, you know, her aunt. So it's not, yeah. Of yeah, course. Maya's like, like oh, the it's truth. Princess Maya's Maya like the truth from the Fisher Kingdom. <laughs> what are you gonna say, Mara? I'm gonna say she's like Maya's like the truth test. You know, it's <laughs> it's like a puppy dog and who it likes. Well, Maya likes Brenda. <laughs> Maya's clearly been around Brenda, and she senses the <laughs> supernatural. Happy to see this, <laughs> and can kiss the supernatural. <laughs> she, is it just me or what, Simone? Or what? Oh, I was gonna say, is it just me or has that family been trying to attempt to get custody of Maya ever since Lisa died? Hmm. They're like integrating her into the family. It's creeping me out. It's no, hard really to do that. Yeah. I think they only took her to Legoland once. That's not right. All that I, much, really. I think it's pretty I normal relative her. stuff. Hmm. Uh, they probably want I don't know. her. They want to keep a connection with her because you know yeah. she is their niece. But it. You know, it's it's a lot harder to do without Lisa there. So yeah, yeah. And as the uh, minister there said, basically, like she's like the last bit of their daughter that they have left, pretty much. You know. Yeah. 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 I I do get that, but they're they're weird about <laughs> being near her. I'd, like like she has to be there with them. Yeah. I, I think know. it's been a couple of episodes now, and it's freaking me out. She's <laughs> only seen them like what, like maybe twice, three times. Well, the yeah, I mean, they live in Idaho for God's sake. It's not like they're constantly yeah. asking for her to come and visit, right? So when they do get to see her, they want to spend as much time as yeah. possible with her, which is completely I, understood. Yeah, I think that's pretty normal. Yeah, but uh, away from Nate. Well, yeah, but I mean, they're just yeah, sure. They're cutting Nate some slack and letting him rest. He's a single dad. They're thinking they're doing him a favor. Like I, I didn't think that was weird. Nate doesn't have to be there. He's not really, you know, their family. And then they just yeah. want to spend time with Maya. He doesn't have to be there. He can stay there. I'm sure if they, you know. But Let, let's just get to the main point of the scene, though. Nate really shouldn't have brought Brenda. I mean, you know, or at least he should have been honest about it. I agree with you. I think right at the beginning, way back at the beginning of the episode, when he asked her to come, he was being a wuzzy. I think he should have just gone off and done this family thing and done this thing for Lisa, yeah. put it to rest, come back and, and finish starting his new life with Brenda. You know, if he didn't want to tell them he was with her, then don't tell them. That's fine. But bringing her and then hiding her was a bit cowardly. Yeah. And Although, really, he didn't owe the, I mean, he doesn't have to give them it depends on how long it's been but you know it's been a while he doesn't have to tell them i still think it was cowardly to have her hiding in the hotel room yeah 
You probably shouldn't have. Speaking brought of somebody yeah. who is, uh, I mean, it's like Claire. It's like he he's gotten really high. and He wants to stay high, and he doesn't think about other people's feelings. And uh, his high is he's he's everything's good with Brenda now, and he's, well, he's got selfish. a little family. He's selfish. He he's yeah. not. He finds it uncomfortable to, uncomfortable to be with Lisa's family. So for him to have Brenda as his fallback person in the hotel room waiting for him is is wonderful for him, right? That's why he wants her there. Mm-hmm. But it's not really about uh, doing the right thing by Lisa. It never was. He's just doing this out of obligation. And so yeah, he's selfish. He's just selfish little kid Nate. And well, you know, he really. This is like uh, a year later, and they're finally doing the ceremony and everything. This is. He's already put this past, you know, he's already moved past this and everything, so. Yeah, but, yeah, no, I know, I agree with Robin. I mean, it's it's their daughter. This is the daughter that, let's just recoup on how he didn't do right by her. Can we just all remember yeah. that really he did shit by Lisa, as far as I can tell? So, you know what? It wouldn't have killed him to just go out there, do your, do your duty, because that's what I consider. Just do your duty, your due diligence in your duty. And then go back home. But having Brenda tag along and then hiding her, it was just, I just think it was gutless. And, I mean, it might be a stretch here, but I can now relate this a little bit more back to the original death of the episode. It's what happens to um, uh, people that, you know, have selfish people in their lives or whatever. Like, you know, people who are selfish and basically ruin or not ruined, but like, you know, upset other people just because they're having fun. You know, I don't know. Try, well, I'm, trying, I'm trying to piece something together there. I don't know. Mm, <laughs> because he's, you know, the alcoholic husband and we couldn't get her the drink and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So, uh, things are developing in the darkroom. As <laughs> the synopsis said earlier, um, Billy and Claire, they're developing pictures and musing on how digital kind of changed the whole photography scene. They are so going to sleep together. Yeah, so gonna. <laughs> she really kind of puts it out there, doesn't it? I really like mm-hmm. your legs. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, he, he should wait until he's not subbing for her class anymore. Hmm. Yeah, well, actually, there's a bit of an ethical misconduct there in their kids. Yep. Professors aren't actually supposed to sleep with their students. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's actually real. Olivier. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> well, Olivier is a bad person. We know that. Mm. Uh, that picture, that picture was really creepy. The, the yeah. eyes being substituted was bad enough, but when I saw the mouth as well, it yeah. was just creepy. Yes. <laughs> and then Claire, pff, spicy food, whatever. If it doesn't hurt, it's not worth eating. Whatever. Oh, she likes it rough in the bed, maybe. <laughs> but she's trying to tell him. <laughs> yeah. No, I think she's just saying. I think she thinks Billy is spicy and delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought she likes spicy food, and I don't like it that much. And uh, I don't. I hate spicy I'm food. Like, I'm. I'm just like. I'm sorry. I don't like being in pain while I'm eating. <laughs> I don't either. Fist bump, Robin. But, uh, yeah, there's the obvious metaphor of, like, oh, let's get into this. Who cares what uh, – if it's going to hurt each other or whatever, or things are going to turn out bad. I, let's 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 dig into this meal. Mm-hmm. Let's develop. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It's not da- going to end well either. Nope. David and Keith are out for lunch, and Keith goes to the bathroom, and David argues with a patron there who is being quite a bit disrespectful. I mean – He's a little short, and he doesn't say please or thank you. 
Uh, but Keith comes out and sees David pulling a Mike Tyson on uh, old Evander. <laughs> okay. See, this is where the scene earlier kind of came into a little bit because he couldn't do anything about that mom, you know, who was telling her daughter not to cry and everything and told him basically to, you know, mind his own business. So I guess, you know, in this case, he's like, okay, I can do something about it this time. But seriously, you know, so what if the guy didn't say please? <laughs> You're not his mom. <laughs> See, at this point, I'd, 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 I'd probably wait for the guy to leave or something like that, and I'd say to the bartender or the waiter, or I'd be like, what a dick, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> the only I know that actor thing... from somewhere. Sorry? Yes, me too. I was just saying no. I know that actor from somewhere. I do too. I've seen him before. <laughs> Go ahead and keep talking. I might look him up. Okay. Uh, as I say, the only thing um, that I thought was positive about that interaction was at least when David got confronted by somebody, he didn't just turtle over and freak out the way he would have right after he was assaulted. So although I think he overreacted, at least he's not complete wuss. (laughs) Maybe he thought, well, this is a safe place to, like, you know... uh, Assert himself? myself, yes. Maybe. In a way that will, you know, end a gun in my mouth. Yeah. (laughs) What? Well, the guy's clearly not, like, a murderous psycho. He's just a jerk. So, you know, why not do it there in a controlled place? And Keith's right there, so if any fish, raw ear, it's all the same. (laughs) He's just a little bit hungry. Yeah, that was odd. Really? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, his name is uh, Matt Malloy. And it looks like he's just kind of like a character actor. We've, I, he's got like bit yeah. parts in like everything here, from Law and Order uh, to Good Wife to GI Joe. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, there's nothing here. No, okay. Anyway, moving on. And his character's name was Roger, by the way. So there you go. Hmm. Um, good old one ear Roger. Good old one ear Roger. <laughs> Oh, it was just an earring. Come on. <laughs> so bad. I love that he uh, pulled out the, you know, called uh, David a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even hear that. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite word, and I missed it. <laughs> and now we get on to the big oh shit moment of the episode. Um, mm. The funeral guy uh, is talking a bit to Lisa's parents, and he thinks that those ashes aren't Lisa's. They're they're too they're the way they used to do cremation with and, and they used to leave a lot of bone fragments and stuff in it. Well what I see when he said that to me I would think, wow, they're using a shitty um crematorium. <laughs> yes. Or I would think yeah they didn't really do a good job and you got and you know, those people in California don't know what they're doing. Yes. Yeah, maybe there's certain standards they they're supposed to keep though. Well, guess what? Not everybody is up to standards mm. in the world. No kidding, especially in yeah. crematoriums. <laughs> so There's been I a few would... scandals. Um, yeah, I would think. To, go, to go straight to the parents and say, "I think that you know, it's not her remains. It's God." <laughs> yeah. First of all, why? I mean, you know, what? What does it matter? Their daughter's dead. They think they're burying her. That's good enough. It's ashes. You know. I mean, what if she's not dead? Well, clearly, I mean, she's got to be dead because the uh, the police found her. Yeah, and there's a coroner. Are you guys forgetting this, what happened earlier with the ashes? No, we know yeah, they were supposed to 
But why would you automatically assume it's the wrong body and exactly. not assume it was a shit? Rather than dog? just a crap crematorium. That's I right. agree. Yeah. It's a bit Maybe he just smears Lisa's ashes. <laughs> It's a bit extreme, yeah, and uh, maybe he thinks that um, the place that handled her body was terrible, and maybe she'd be brought up on charges or something like that. Um, I, I don't know, or, you know, maybe he's a bit of a lawsuit fan, and he's like, "Oh, I'll help these people out." I well, don't, maybe I, I don't know. he should have investigated on his own and not brought the family. I mean, seriously, I don't yeah. understand why he's. He did. He the ashes and he could tell they weren't Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the very last uh, moment is on the plane and uh, Maya, sitting in her little baby car seat <laughs> in the plane, <laughs> takes cute. both Nate and Vanda's hand and we all go, aww. Aww, that's cute. <laughs> I did. It was he, adorable. Yes. He really bought a, a, a seat for her, huh? They probably brought one out. It looked no, like it he, matched the he plane. He bought a seat on the plane for her instead of her riding in his lap. Yeah, because babies are in the overhead compartment. What? Babies under two travel free if they sit in your lap. Right, but they're completely unsafe when they sit in your lap. Right. So you but if you have seat for them you know you can bring a car seat away actually you can bring maybe no one was sitting there actually because you know you can bring your car seat and check it free and then if someone's not sitting there you can have the seat Uh, that's all was going through my mind wasn't it the same seat that was in the car i didn't know i feel like it was well it's probably their car seat yes they brought it i'm sure i thought it was it matched if they're good parents they brought the car seats (laughs) they are good parents there you go, then. There you go. And they buy their good seat because if a baby sits on your seat with no restraints, even if you have a seatbelt around it on an airplane, it's going to be thrown out of your arms when the plane crashes. You're probably all going to die anyway, but I'm just if saying. Yes. Crash that if the plane crashes, more than likely the you're all going to die anyway. Problems than worrying about if the baby's still in your arms. I can't wait till we get to a place in this society where if you're talking about a plane crash on a podcast, loss doesn't come up. Yeah, <laughs> Not I know. Say- I feel sick for even being the one that brought it up. Okay, let's start referencing Flight Twenty Nine Down. How about that? Or 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 Castaway. Oh, oh uh, let's get, oh, let's do some old that. Wilson jokes. You Wilson. Know? Oh, Wilson. <laughs> I, like oh I want to see baby Maya playing with uh, Wilson. With Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so much fun. All right. Well, um, enough hijinks. Uh, we get on to uh, our next segment after this break from more hijinks from the Ramjack podcast. That didn't quite work. Well, let's just play the promo anyway. Hi guys, I'm Alex, and with me is Brad, Yay! and we are Ramjack. Don't try to learn what love is. No, listen to Tina Turner to find out what love is. Screw that. Freaks on the China, never mattered before. Mr. Belvedere is all about incest. <laughs> Standing on the edge of tomorrow. Today, today. Oh no, babies. <laughs> The most awkward experience I've ever had with a dog wasn't awkward for me so much as it was for the dog. By the way, we're back in the tour universe. Yeah. Polar bears. Ah! Don't make me say it. Say it. (laughs) No. You want me in charge of you. Sign this contract. (laughs) That contract will never hold up in court. Brave hearts. Fighting for the rights of all the dreamers. Yeah. 
You can find us online at curiosityabounds.com forward slash ramjack. Not so much a forward slash. There's backslashes and there's slashes. I get it confused. Forward slash is a thing. <laughs> it's a lie. Perpetrated <laughs> by the government. And you can also find us on iTunes. Yay, go there. Search Ramjack. Find it. Get it. Keep it. And we're back. And uh, so, yes, Ramjack. Sorry we didn't play your promo last week. I hope this makes up for it. All those high jinx. High <laughs> jinx. <laughs> Uh, Razzmatazz. No, wait, Razzle Dazzle. <laughs> um, so, Fisher of the Week. The part of the episode where we award the Fisher family member who's our favorites, and we say why. And let's start with Simone. Uh, yeah. Is Brenda a Fisher yet? No. Nope. <laughs> Mama, because basically I only liked her in this episode. Keith, um, Keith and George got inducted last week. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I, still not picking either one of them yet. Um, <laughs> Yippee's not in this episode. Right, I'm gonna give it... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm it took me a second to get what you were saying. I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, I said yippee. I'm a moron. Uh, I'm going to give it Claire for a sexy dance. And just the sexy dance, not the what came after. Because she was a little <laughs> cow. In that after scene, but she danced sexy. All right, Claire it is, and let's move on to Des. Okay, um, this is difficult. Claire was a total bitch to Edie, so I'm not gonna pick her. And Ruth, I think that she rolled over too much, so I'm not gonna pick her. Nate was kind of, you know, you're talking about how he was selfish to bring uh, Brenda. I don't disagree. Sometimes I like to argue, even when I agree with you. Um, and <laughs> flip flopper. <laughs> I just like sometimes I just like to argue. Okay. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, I do. No, you don't. <laughs> All right, I don't. <laughs> um, the uh, let's see. I won't pick George because he can't pronounce the word nuclear. Um, <laughs> and who's left? David and Keith uh, and Maya. I'm going, I don't, see, David's got baby brain, and I don't like that. Um, he bit he, some guy's ear off. Yeah, that that seemed a little That's drastic weird. and out of character. Um, and Keith just kind of wasn't that thrilling this episode. I am going to pick Nate Sr. No, wait, he wasn't in this episode. Can, Damn I, it. can I help you out? No. Uh, all right. <laughs> I, I just think no, there's an obvious choice here. I am going. I am going to pick Ghost Michaela. She's not a Fisher. Not a Fisher. Shit. Okay. I'm picking uh, Maya because she was holding their hands and it was cute. (gasps) And she dissed her actual aunt. It's hilarious. Except for the fact that she had an ugly face. The (gasps) all right, all right, all right, all right. Edit that out, Robin. Okay. So (laughs) Maya. Don't edit me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I also had trouble. Uh, Ruth came back to George and even though she gave him conditions, I don't have any faith that they're going to be held up. I love faith. And so I, I couldn't go with that. Yeah, I know. Faith, faith, faith. Um, share, share, share. Yeah, George, no. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> I don't even need a reason. Just no. Claire was too busy trying to get high all the time and I don't like that about her. I think it's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> and she was a jerk. She was an absolute jerk to Edie, yes. so no. Um, 
who else do we have here? Keith and David just know because there wasn't anything that exciting. And what little they did was kind of weird. And I, yeah, whatever. It was very filler. There's nothing exciting about them at all. Um, and, uh, and Nate was being a little boy. He wouldn't even go to a service for his dead wife by himself because he's such a wizzy. So no. And that leaves me happily, actually, with baby Maya, Yay. who in every scene that she was in in the show was absolutely adorable and cute and playful and sipped from her little sippy cups and held hands on airplanes like a little bundle of joy. So she is my Fisher of the Week. She had a big girl cup, too. Did you see that? In she did have a big girl cup. There no lid on that cup. Yep. That kid, I'll tell you, she can sip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to pick George this week because, uh, you know, listen, he he got emotional at, and when Ruth came home and he... Uh, it was an act. He, He's practically a Cylon. Ugh. Yeah. He... Totally. Nathaniel gets emotional, and that's always BS as well. He he just said, you know, he he said he's going to try, and you know what, I believe him. And I mean, and, and he came out, it came through here by having Kyle over for dinner and bonding with him. And then you know what, towards the end of the episode, um, yes, this is a man that we can trust to follow when the shit goes down. I mean, when nuclear war happens, when the nuclear. zombies come. When we run out of water, George is a man that I would want to lead our little battalion no. because no. he's thought ahead. He is somebody who's You're thinking really of prevention before a, a catastrophe. So, uh, George... Oh, my God, Robin. If George was in my, my nuclear bunker, I think I would want to kill myself. Yes. George is amazing. I'm going to give it to George. I'm just kidding. Maya, Maya, Maya. <laughs> Maya, Maya, Maya. Thank God. Okay, so. <laughs> I was going to denounce and reject you. <laughs> God, you had me suckered. I thought you really meant it. <laughs> uh, to uh, listener eulogies. And um, we have one from Steph uh, and one from Brad. And, uh, well, who wants to read what? I would like to read Brad this week just because I didn't read Brad last week. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we really have to take turns with Brad, you yeah. know? <laughs> All righty. The Black Forest, great name for a cake. Unwelcoming name for a bed and breakfast. <laughs> That's his title. <laughs> Fuck you, George, for saying nuclear. <laughs> like George W. Bush. Agreed. Uh, if George isn't a serial killer in the witness protection program or hiding from the mafia, this giant walking pile of cliches needs to get thrown on the next bonfire. Agreed. <laughs> oh, I am so with you, Bram. Yes. Oh, no, babies. Agreed. Kyle <laughs> loves online. Does he woman in 2004? Does he ha love online? Does the Six Feet Under Universe online consist of anything beyond weirdo full-screen animated graphics? Because no one loves that. Agreed. <laughs> Claire Fisher, finding new shades of wayward aimlessness since always. <laughs> Even if you thought Ashes looked a bit shifty, why would you ever upset a grieving family dealing with the tragedy with this sort of completely irrelevant information? Agreed. What's more, 
Weren't the ashes in an urn? Did this creepo creep go check out the contents of an urn like some psychotic TLC strange addict? <laughs> Why would you jump to it being mystery ash versus mediocre cremation? Precisely what we said, Brad. Did Nate not notice that ashes he pulled off the shelf were old school extra crunchy style instead of the hip new super smooth variety? A varietal, sorry. Maybe California cremation standards are just different than Midwest standards. Hey, writers. Couldn't you just had someone find that shallow grave instead of this malarkey? Oh God, are we gonna oh, do that? that? Would be awesome. I'm not. Oh, Brad, thank you. I love it. I had not read this at all beforehand, so I just love the fact that, that it follows our train of thought precisely. He is on our wavelength. Totally. <laughs> he does. He reads our minds. I swear. <laughs> That's funny. Uh. I was trying, to, Brad, I was trying to do that with your sort of intonation. You know how you just get very irate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love his email so much. Yes. Uh, Des, do you want to read Steph's? Okay. It says, George is paranoid schizophrenic. That's all it says. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly why I didn't see him, you know, hearing voices. Well, he's a bit or... paranoid, don't you think? I don't know about the split <laughs> personality thing. Paranoid. Well, schizophrenic's not split personality. That's multiple personality disorder. No, but... no, no, no. Schizophrenics don't have multiple personalities. No, 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 no. Right. They hear voices, usually. Right. Auditory and visual hallucinations. Correct. Not split personality. Everybody I know that. a little bit. I took psychology in college, okay? I know. Cool. (laughs) I know very, very little. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's uh, wrap this up by getting into our last rights. So um, this is our ratings and our final thoughts. So why don't we go to Simone first? Yeah. Um... All right, next. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, seven. Seven out of ten uh, Princess Myers of Fisher Kingdom. Aww. <laughs> Good ratings. It's probably the best rating scale we've had. Uh, <laughs> they had the word in it. <laughs> How about I go with seven out of ten Dead Myers? <gasps> Your band. Myra? Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I was showing you that you only said it was a good rating because the word Maya was in it. Oh, no, because you said the princess of the Fisher Kingdom. That was great. Then you're talking about dead Mayas. Anyway, (laughs) Moira. Um, This one was, as you said, Robin, kind of a filler, kind of a setup episode. So it wasn't all that scintillating for me. Mm. Uh, It was okay. But I will give it six out of ten long leith Chenoweth legs. (laughs) <laughs> Des um, I agree it was not that exciting of an episode in fact I kept looking at the clock going really it's only been 20 minutes <laughs> um, yeah I hate when that happens yeah. um, but I'm, I'm going to give it I'm also going to give it I'm going to give it 6 out of 10 um, I just had my rating system um, shit oh ghost she's a ghost she's a ghost she's a ghost okay so uh just putting it out there i would so love it if she is really truly even though i'm being the naysayer i really would love it if she is that would be awesome if you see her trying to open up a door with a red doorknob my theory will be proven correct (laughs) 
Um, okay, so yeah, like I said at the beginning, like you guys uh, echoed, definitely a filler episode. We're just trying to get the pieces into place. Uh, I don't see any sort of... I mean, we have Ruth's quote-unquote resolution with George, but uh, um, he's got a bit of the cray-cray, so uh, uh, it might get worse, you know, it might get worse than that. You know, the the, the relationship isn't exactly that stable if the man is up all night on the internet. So, uh, definitely um, a mediocre one, and I think I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Married Terrors! <laughs> Cute. And, uh, yeah, so let's bury this biter. Um, on <laughs> iTunes, you can check us out and leave us a nice review. Uh, star rating would be appreciated. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would love, you know, again, I haven't checked for reviews, so I, I swear next time we see it, I, I'm hoping that it'll be like, you know, five to ten reviews just sitting there yes, because I haven't checked We it like out. star ratings. They are sparkly. <laughs> I'm actually going to pull it up because there was one I read that was awesome. Um, I'm going to do that real quick if my iTunes will cooperate. But while I'm doing that, I'm just going to say um, you can visit us at fishcast.blogspot.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 541-2-M-BOM. And you can visit us on Facebook. Go ahead, Moira, and I'll be ready with that. <laughs> yes, or you can write to us as Brad and Steph did at fishercast1 at gmail.com. Please put the episode title in the subject line or embellish it any way you choose to. We like that too. Um, and I will uh, try to be good and let you know when we're recording again, which in fact is only a few days from now. So hmm, let me think. By the time you yes. hear this, you would have already seen me telling you to send me more mail. There you go. <laughs> Probably, yeah. You'll probably, you actually, yeah, the, <laughs> this episode will be out. Um, after we already record the next right one. Right after we record, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so never mind what we're Get saying. Right we hope that. that you went ahead and emailed us. Okay, here's, here's the review. Um, this is from our good friend Tammy, who was just on the show two episodes ago, right? Tammy! Hey. Yes, and the title is, 472 stars. <laughs> and she, said, she says, this is my first time watching Six Feet Under, and it has been so fun to listen to FisherCast along with my viewing. Robin, Moira, and Des offer up opposing opinions, so you always agree with somebody, while keeping the co- podcast entertaining. Robin keeps the podcast on track, while Moira and Des share their love and hate of the characters on this very intriguing show. Can't <laughs> wait to finish out the series along with this group. If iTunes would let me give it more than five stars, I would. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Did we read the one from Linda? Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Then I think that's all of the ones because the other ones are older than that. All right. So Tammy is our reviewer of the week. Um, Woohoo, Tammy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, so, uh, Simone, where can we find you on the web? Uh, still everywhere. Still everywhere. That's good. <laughs> Yeah. Anything you want to? I mean, we already talked about about Observer Cast, and I had a hiccup. Sorry. Um, we already talked about Observer Cast. So, um, is there anything else you wanted to uh, plug? Um, I got nothing else to pimp, man. <laughs> Can you say like you know, come to Perth, or <laughs> we've got everything here? Um, uh, no. Yeah, we're awesome. Yeah. We've had tornadoes lately. <laughs> that was just Tasmanian devils. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh, wrong country. Sure. Yeah. Well, he, he went from... Ta- oh, come on. 
It's close enough. <laughs> it wasn't like I said, the Jersey Devil's down there. Yeah, uh, that's a bit like you saying, re- referencing Canada when you're talking about the States. Would you like that, Robin? <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Boo, Canada. Okay, so see, <laughs> oh, I love Canada. Thanks a lot for coming on, Simone. Um, and you uh, are welcome. <laughs> thanks for staying up really late. Um, Des, where can we find you on the web? Um, well, sometimes I like to go to the porn websites and <laughs> whoa, <laughs> just kidding. Well, maybe you but, see water um... dripping there. She's not kidding. <laughs> I'm probably not. She still you. drives big stick. <laughs> uh, you can find. Are you me grinding on... the mouse? <laughs> Ooh, I'm not gonna answer. <laughs> um, you can find me on What's On with Stefan Des, where Steph and I talk TV um, almost every week. Not always every week, but uh, that's uh, What's On with Stefan Des. Blogspot.com. Awesome. And in the future, you'll hear me on another intro guest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's talks. There's, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to say it on the air what show it is, though. Tease, 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 people. Tease, tease, tease. Okay. So uh, you can find me on Redemption Cast as well as this episode, as this, not just this episode, this uh, <laughs> this podcast. Um, and you can find Moira. Uh, kicking Rico's ass at Connect Four, and also on the Twitter at Moira Brown with an E. Couldn't I just kick his ass, like just to kick his ass? <laughs> really? Yes. We'll get Please. to that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for Fishercast this week. Uh, thanks for listening. Next week, your homework is Season Four, Episode Eleven, Bomb Shelter, and it's going to be with our friend Len, who is going to be here with us for our fiftieth episode of Fishercast. Wow. 50th oh, episode. Wow. Cool. As, I don't like I I have a feeling that it's going to be a lot of George and his bomb shelter because he's one of those crazy people. I don't know how it's better, 50 I, episodes. I think we well, should have crazy. cake. I want a 50 cake. cake? You want a 50 cake? Oh, <laughs> a black forest cake. cake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had our chance for cake, didn't we? <laughs> um, and uh, sorry, we won't probably won't get to 100, but uh, 50 will be cool. Uh-huh. So we'll talk about it more <laughs> next week. Um, and definitely a good time to send in feedback, I'd say. Oh, I'm an idiot. We're, you've already, you've, we've already recorded. Already sent it. <laughs> Damn it. Moira, talk it up in the Facebook group. All right. Send in feedback then for episode 12. Yeah. There. The season finale, I think. I forget. All right. As yeah, for the, the... Yeah, that is the season finale. Thank you. As for the Black Forest, we therefore commit this episode to the ground. Uh, bad ashes to good ashes. Dust to dust. <laughs> dust to dust. dust. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Freddy. Bye. Bye. Little ghost, little ghost, what I'm scared of most. Can you scare me up a little bit of love? I'm the only one that sees you, and I can't be much to please you, and it's not your time to meet the Lord above. The first moment that I met her, I did not expect the specter when I shook her, and I really shook the glove. She looked into me so sweetly And we left the room discreetly No one else could know the secret of our love Little ghost, little ghost What I'm scared of the most Can you scare me up a little bit of love? I'm the only one that sees you And I can't do much to please you And it's not your time to meet the Lord above 
Every morning I woke, I see my little ghost Wondering if it's big or it's lying there I lean to touch her and I whisper But not brave enough to kiss her When I held her, I was really holding there Meet the Lord above. No, it's not your time to meet the Lord above. 